Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to the latest installment of PSG Talking. I'm Ed and I'm usually your host, but on today's episode, I'm handing over hosting duties to Miko Kapanen of PSG Fan Club Helsinki to discuss the latest news surrounding Paris Saint-Germain's women's team, which is arguably one of the most talented squads in the world. Now joining Miko is Alfonso Mitch from PSG Fan Club Chicago and Vale Gallardo, who is passionate about PSG's women's team and the game in general. It's a fantastic episode, and I certainly learned a lot from Miko, Valet, and Alfonso, and I hope you do too. Uh, we were limited on time, but we definitely plan to do another podcast just like this one in the very near future. So if your topic wasn't covered or you still have questions, don't worry. It will likely be discussed the next time we get this panel together. All right, without further ado, here's Miko and our special episode on PSG Feminines. Hello and welcome. This is PST Talking Podcast, a little bit of a special episode today. As you can gather, I'm not the, one of your usual hosts here, but we agreed with Ed from PSG Talk that on this episode, we will have a little bit of a different arrangement and a different panel as well. And uh, why is that? I hear you ask. It's a very good question. It is because today we're talking about the PSG's women's team. I'm just leaving a small break here so that the worst of the toxic machismo guys can uh, have time to scream how they don't really appreciate women's football and all that and then i'm sure they can look out and 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 thank you everybody who is now listening uh, uh i i think that we're going to have a really interesting great show um we're going to be talking about uh, like i said psg's women's team and in this episode uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, women's champions league Uh, there's a draw that was uh, very recently, just the other week, and, and we are just also going to have a little bit of a look uh, how the French League is going. And of course, you know, because it's PSG, we have a little bit of drama. We have really great players, some of the best in the world, and, uh, and, and, and you know, something really, um, something, something to enjoy, something to, to get into. And, uh, and, and I hope that uh, if you are one of those people who are always listening to this podcast, PSG Talking Podcast, Uh, but are more following the men's side. That's, you know, understandable. There's quite a lot of people probably like that. I also don't really follow that much the PSG handball or the judo or things like that. Those are not really my sports, but football is football. And the, our women's team is really great. It's one of the best, best in Europe right there in the, in the mix um, every year in the Champions League and, and, and French League, which, which is, you know, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's not, it's quite tough because it has probably the most dominant uh, football team of our time uh, together there with PSG. My name is Mikko. I'm from the PSG fan club Helsinki, and I'm very, to ha uh, very happy to have uh, with me here Vale, who uh, is an expert of this uh, women's <laughs> team uh, and women's football in general. I dare to say, I don't know if that's how you, uh, how you uh, uh, would introduce yourself. Uh, how are you um, doing? Hi, um, yes, I'm Vale. I am, I'm joining you from Texas. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I, I'll tell you that for sure. 
Um, I am very passionate, very in love with uh, with this team and just uh, women's soccer or football in general. Um, I, I did write my undergraduate thesis on the uh, a media representation of female athletes, especially in, in, in women's soccer. So it's just it's it's a topic that I'm very passionate about because I think we have some amazing athletes. They're just not getting the resources that they need a lot of times. Um, but if we give that to them, then they could be great. So even better. Absolutely. And we're going to get, in, get more into that. Uh, PhD is a good sort of case example there in, mm -hmm. in, in sometimes in good, sometimes in bad. And, and, and we're going to get into that. And we also have Alfonso from the PSG fan club, Chicago. Uh, how are you doing? I am rocking during this Christmas break, despite no snow in Chicago this time of year. We actually just had a thunderstorm last night. So this is this is weird stuff for us. Okay. Um, we like to know well, I'm right now. Okay, I, 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 I hope you are all right either way. I, I Vale was already telling a little bit about her, her, um, how she kind of sort of got into this or what, what her angle to the, to this football thing is. And I always find it a little bit interesting because some people are, of course, fans of the club first, like a PhD fans, and, and then end up deep diving to the women's football side as well. And, and I sort of include myself in that category as well. It was the, was it 2015 Champions League final where PSG was, but unfortunately didn't win. I think that that was the time when I was thinking that, oh, okay, there's something something happening here, something quite interesting, and 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 got into it. Uh, Al, how how did you um how did you find yourself uh, following the the women's team also uh, as sort of intentionally as, as as you might do the men's team? It probably goes back. Ooh. A long time ago because i followed i'm actually a big fan of women's football in general so following a women's team was a natural fit for me um following psg women i'm gonna say it's been over 10 years maybe give or take um and that was upon my discovery that you know we actually had a women's team so supporting the team was easy um i'm also you know i consider myself to be one of those rare people that support the men's and the women's team equally. Um, you know, so I'll watch, for the most part, most of the games that I'm watching nowadays are either PSG men or PSG women. Um, so as far as following the women's team, yeah, it's, you know, been a long time. And literally, you know, once I heard we had a team, it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is a natural fit for me. Okay, that sounds really great. I think we have a great, uh, great panel today, uh, and we're going to have some good insight. So perhaps we can start going through some of these topics that 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 sort of like we have around this club uh, that we want to go through today. So it is, I guess, for many people, I understand it might be also a little bit of an introductory episode uh, to the women's team. Um, maybe you know a few players here and there. Maybe you have seen some videos. Maybe you have watched a few matches also. But uh, but also, I do notice that whenever there's women's Champions League matches, which this year have been on YouTube online for free, um, you know, uh, YouTube is something that works on every every single device, uh, and and it could not have been sort of like easy access. You can access them in English or Spanish commentary or French commentary, and yet there's sort of hardly any any conversation or very little. Um, besides the sort of usual suspects, which I guess 
all, 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 all of us are there and, and some other people, but, um, but nevertheless, so, so this is a good time to sort of jump in and, and, and start following the thing. Last season, uh, PSG won the French League, Champions League defeat in very small margins there um uh, we we lost to barcelona who went on to win the tournament but then came the summer it didn't go quite as uh, well as planned or, or or it certainly didn't start well what was your guys um fe- uh, feelings after last season which was so great and then coming to the summer and and uh, and i guess we headed into a small crisis if i'm not being too dramatic do you want to start vale sorry can you hear me I can't hear you. Okay, maybe Valais uh, uh, drop from the line. I hope that she can get uh, get back soon. But Alphonse, maybe you can perhaps you can start uh, then. I was I was it, it was uh, I was shocked and disappointed. I was shocked, you know, at what was taking place off the field because we were losing key players, and mm-hmm. which is really unusual when you win a championship. Um, I was disappointed, you know for the same reason, because it's like, this is something to build off of, because the club had finally got over the hump of beating Lyon. And I always thought the issue in terms of PSG women beating Lyon was more of a mental thing than, the, than a physical or a technical ability issue. I think when you put, you know, match the players up between, between those two teams, the difference is, it, it, it's, it's such a small, there's not even a gap. I mean, you mm. literally have, you know, most of the French women's national team comes from those two teams. Um, Absolutely. So I always thought it was more just like a mental block with the team in terms of can we actually beat Lyon? And we've gotten so close in the past and didn't do it, and then we finally did it. So I'm like, okay, this is great. This is something to build off of. And then when you have three or four key players say, hey, I'm out of here, or actually – Ended up being basically five, but you know, three of them left, three or four left for, you know, reasons that I'm still not really sure of. Um, in terms of losing Endler, Maroney, um, De Brits is another one. Uh, I'm sorry, not De, yeah, not De Brits. Um, Brun, Signa Brun was the other. Um, Paredes mm-hmm. went to Barcelona. Her contract had basically ran out, and she didn't extend. And that didn't shock me. It wasn't. It wasn't disappointing to see her leave as much as it was sad. Um, but she had, you know, she spent her time there. She did well, um, and she seemed like okay. It was just time to go back home. Um, with Endler and Maroney, and even Brune, it seemed like they left and they were better. And I'm still not sure what that was all about. I'd heard some things here or there, but hadn't really heard anything that was definitive in terms of why they left. And then they left to go to Lyon, you know, which pissed me off because I'm like, oh, you left and you're going to our main rival and you, you're making this known before the season ends. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? That's, that's just not cool. Um, and then, of course, we lost Formiga and we lost Nadia Nadine. Um, you know, Formiga was going to retire, and so that that is what it is. Um, you know, I've actually met her when she played in Chicago, and I can't say enough good things about her. I mean, if you ever get the chance to meet her, she's just a class act. Um, Nadia Nadine, Nadine nice. seemed to be in the same boat, like, okay, 
you know, I'm getting ready to go on to this other stage in my life. This is all good. Um, so, you know, towards the way the season ended last year, like I said, shock, disappointment, and, you know, not sure what to expect this season. Absolutely. I think we have a lay back now. Uh, and I, I just before I say that what Christiane Endler, who is arguably the best goalkeeper in women's football in, in the whole world, right. I, I, I would say that Without probably. She said, was this, yeah, she said that I want to bet on a club that treats women football, women's football as equal. Uh, so there there was certainly some bitterness there and and. Uh, And then I know also, Wale, uh, you know, you are a big fan of Irene Paredes. Um, right, how was yeah. your how was how, <laughs> your how was your um, reaction to the sort of like end of last season, the, the summer before anything, before we kind of like get into the new new signings for this year? Uh, but how did you experience that summer? Oof, it was so bittersweet because it was uh, our first league title. So obviously that was amazing. I I cried a lot. Um, but then also, I realized, oh, this is the last time I'm gonna see some of my favorite players wearing this shirt. You know, um, so it was incredibly incredibly uh, bittersweet for me. And then also, uh, just I, I guess for for Alfonso was like, okay, Irene, she she's ready to go. But for me, I was like, she's she's our captain. She's uh, the backbone of our defense. Like she has to stay. We have to do everything for her to stay, and I don't think we did. Um, so that that was really painful. As for Endler, um, I was I was bitter to see her leave for the rival, obviously. Uh, but then I saw that from her point of view, which is like, okay, I'm the best goalkeeper in the world. I should go to the club that's treating me as such, and that hurts to say because. Obviously, I do not like Leon, right? Uh, but they do what they have to do to keep their players and extend them. And and she did what was best for her, for her career. And I just I wish we would have done that for her. Um, and and as far as Brun, I really never understood that move because I thought, I mean, she's she's a great uh, she's a great player. She's just definitely not going to start at Leon. She's not going to get a lot of minutes. Um, is she gonna win silver silverware? Yeah, probably, and maybe that's one what uh won her over. But I still don't understand why you would leave for your direct rival like that after winning the league. Um, and then of course Moroni, that one, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot because uh she's she's one of her one of her own. You know, she's she's even said that PSG is the club of her heart. So I'm years to leave us um but then again i can understand professionally it's very different from men's football um and and in men's football you have so many options and in women's football you don't have that many options if that makes sense you just have to do what you have to do um and and, and they did that and again i wish we would have done, done that i think we're doing better this season now that we have uh Rame. Um, he's uh, our sporting director for the women's team, and and he seems to be doing things right because you can tell. Last season, it was you know uh, the second part of the season already. Contracts were running out, and nothing was being done. There were no news, nothing. And this time around, we see a change. We see um, we see Gayoro 
she's she's renewed today you know these players are so important we do have some contracts running out super important contracts such as Katoto. we cannot let her leave she's you know we can't it's like uh -uh. um and then we have um dabridge we cannot let her go uh who else baltimore um i mean these are players that absolutely have to stay and i think that this time around rame is actually doing the work behind the scenes whereas last season we didn't have that figure um and 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 players left and i mean that wasn't the first season that happened seasons before we had players such as uh Perise. and i know i'm, I'm pronouncing all these names within the anglo accent but um but you know um we had mm -hmm. f perry say that left because and she said well no one contacted me about my my contract i mean what's going on with that right obviously you do what you have to do even even if you want to stay uh before then we had players such as jessica uh, Uaram, uh we had i think we might have uh lost Vale, maybe she's coming back hopefully soon maybe the the connection is a little bit compromised e either way it is it is these are all very good points and 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 this is this is exactly what has happened and and very legitimate um uh, criticism of leonardo of course because leonardo was in charge of both men's and men and women's teams equally um he didn't really pay a lot of attention to uh to the women's side and i think that one if if you're quite new to the to this uh women's football one of the very key things to know is that oftentimes uh, the women's uh, in women's football the contracts tend to be a little bit shorter in and it's perfectly normal to have a one or two year contract uh, contracts usually aren't very long and 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 i and i and i have this kind of sense that they are uh, quite a lot easier um also pro broken with the sort of mutual agreement and, and 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 so on and so forth so even if there sometimes is a contract left then that can certainly happen uh well, while we're waiting for Wale to come back and hope she will, she will join us very shortly, uh, Alfonso, what do you think then? Uh, let's let's have a little bit of a look uh, of who came uh, came back, like who came, you know, like the, the ones who left, but who 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 we got as a replacement. So basically, we had ten new players that came in last summer. We're not going to go through all of them, but uh, let's look at some of these replacements. So, so uh, Christiane Endler. Um, our goalkeeper, we mentioned, a former goalkeeper, probably the best uh, in the world, like said, um, uh, Chilean international. Uh, she left to our, our rivals, Leon, which is which, which was a sort of very bitter sweet, uh, sweet thing, or oh, not sweet, it was just a very bitter thing, probably for most of us. But in came Olympic gold medalist uh, from Canada, Stephanie Labe. And also from uh, from Czech Republic, from Prague, uh, Borbora Votikova. How do you feel For like these uh, options are? How 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 are they sort of comparing to Endler? It's it's fascinating to see <laughs> because I was I knew I knew how good Labe was, so that wasn't the question. Votikova was Vojtikova was interesting because I knew nothing about her, and having watched both of them play, I'm like. It's almost like we came out of the situation better, <laughs> um, which is fascinating to me because it's like, you know, a keeper like Endler, you're not going to replace. I mean, when you get someone that good, you, you don't replace them. You hope that you find, you know, you hope the next person that comes along is very good. Um, 
but you know, the club managed to get two very, very good goalkeepers. You know, with the loss of Endler, so you're not to- not only are you not dependent on you know this really good goalkeeper, but then what you know all they did was he's actually played all three goalkeepers in Champions League as well as during the league this season. They've gotten you know quality time, so seeing those two comment, it's it just, you know, I'm still dumbfounded as far as how they managed to pull that one off. I mean, that's something that's really hard to do, and they've made it work well. Absolutely. Vale, are you, are you back with us? How, how, are, you, how are you viewing um, the goalkeeper situation, Endler gone, uh, Labe and uh, Votikova in? Okay, can you hear me Especially now? Especially those two now. Yes, yep, now we can hear okay. okay, I don't know what's going on. Um, well, uh, yes, of course, Lave is a proven champion, right? Uh, she uh, she has uh, won her her silverware. She has experience. Um, and then we have Votikova. I think uh, for Votikova, she's um, she's honestly not a goalkeeper that I that I knew before. Um, I, I mean. Not that I followed before, but then she came here and she did a good job. And and for what I've heard, she's a, she's the kind of player that knows this is her shot, and she will work really hard to to make it and and to get that starting position. And I think I think she's she's done that well. Um, I do have my doubts about whether or not she should have started against Leon because that's such a high intensity game, and she maybe didn't have the experience for that just yet. Uh, that's just my take, um, but so far she's been working really hard to prove herself. And then, of course, we have uh, uh, Vol, and and she seems she seems like she's still working towards her goal of, of becoming a um, a great goalkeeper. But she's uh, not quite there. But again, she's so young, so that's normal. And 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 we see we have. Uh, these three goalkeepers, and we're going to be rotating them. And as you said, uh, you cannot replace Endler. <laughs> so we just have to live with that at this point. You know, the that, that is very true. About... I think, yeah, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say the fascinating thing about Vol to me, because I had to look up her age, and I'm like, she's really young. <laughs> um, you know, How young is so she? For her, you know, for her, the more, you know, the more playing time she gets, you know, hopefully it'll lead to, you know, her becoming a better player. Because right now I do see some issues with her technically, but I think that's a matter I think that's just match experience. Um, But so far I have been impressed with the fact that he's given her time to play, you know, you know, quality time, which is huge. I thought about, um, I thought about maybe we should be loaning her. I think that would be good for her. I don't think that's don't a bad know. idea. You know, I mean, you know, club like Paris yeah. FC or um, Dijon even, or, you know, Montpellier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, Just, okay, uh, she's got to go play, she's going to play. Exactly, yeah. For sure. Where and, she can be a starter and, and get that experience. And I think she's, I think she's a German national, like, so, like she's from Germany. So, you know, also mm-hmm. there could be some, um, some clubs over there. Hopefully that could, that could do that. 
um, right. yeah. to, to, to be op options. Uh, okay, well, let's move on. Uh, so uh, Pelle Moroni, one of our own uh, uh, graduate, academic graduates, she left, like said, that was also another thing that was not, uh, you know, uplifting. But instead, uh, to her place, a replacement became uh, Sakina Karchuaya. Maybe I will say about her that I think this is like, I mean, and not to take anything away from Pelle Moroni, who is really, you know, great. But I think I would still go as far as saying that this is where we upgraded, actually, even if by accident. But this is where we kind of upgraded. I think both players are, are, are really good. But Karchua is really like, uh, this is really a, an, an excellent player and, and a class act. And this season, she's really been one of the really key players. How you how are you guys viewing this situation? Who, who, wanna go, who wants to go first? I can go. Um, yeah. I um, I think they're just they're different players. Actually, I think personally, I think Moroni um, is better defending than Koshawi, but Koshawi is so good at creating goal um, opportunities, and and she's been so good for me. It's interesting because I didn't think she was that good with Leon, and when I saw that we were kind of like making that swap, you know, like um, Moroni was going there, Kashawa was coming here. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. But then she came here and she's been so much better here than she was at Leon. Um, and, and, and I think, I mean, I do like her a lot, but I think she needs to work on her defending just a little bit. I think I, I, I think that you might be right there. And But one of the things that I think that it's really... Uh, breath of fresh air with her is that from Lyons is bringing this kind of like a, a little bit ruthless physicality where where we tend to oftentimes be like pretty much literally overrun by some other teams and 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 um and and, and she's sort of bringing that kind of uh that kind of presence that that you know you can go and try and push her but she will kind of like push back and and um that's something that I've kind of like I, I've noticed during this um, this autumn, uh, Alfonso. How 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 are you feeling? What are, what are, what are, what are your opinions about uh, about this uh, left back situation? I thought we upgraded. I was excited when we got her. I was I was I was both shocked and excited that we got her. Um, I knew how good she was. I didn't think she would be this good. Um, she's definitely better. You know, much better in the attack, especially she and Sandy Baltimore on that side. I'm like, you know, they've clicked so fast in such a short period of time, and they are so far from peaking, you know, this season that I'm just like, you know, when they really start to peak, it's going to be frightening. I think for me, she reads the game better than Pearl Moroni does, um, especially in the attack. Defensively, she could be a little better. But but compared to Pearl Moroni, I don't see her getting knocked off the ball physically as much as Pearl did last year. That was one of the, you know, if I had one really big thing that just bugged me about Pearl Moroni last year, um, you could literally knock her off the ball because of her size. And, you know, it just is what it is. You know, you saw that in the Barcelona game. Um, but throughout the season, that was the one thing that bugged me about her play. It was like, you know, she's a smaller defender and, you know, she's just got to do a better job of making sure those she's not in those situations or it doesn't happen. 
But yeah, the left side, I'm, you know, I'm excited about. I think, let me also go into the fact that we also got Estelle Cascarino, who, you know, actually ended up in a tough situation because Sakina's playing so well. So it's kind of like, you know, when is Estelle going to get playing time? Um, and, and I think one of the the good things about Estelle, Estelle's skill set is that she can play anywhere in the back. <laughs> but, you know, she's in that weird situation where if there's a player who didn't, be, you know, didn't really benefit from the transfer right now, I'd say it's her. She's just, it's just a struggle, I think, for them to try to figure out where to put her in and to get her in because she, she just needs more games. Absolutely, absolutely. I think so. I, I think we need to we need to sort of like power through the, the transfers a little bit so that we don't run out of time. But Irene Paredes, okay, so she was our captain, and uh, Valle was already talking about uh, her earlier, and 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 actually we've all been talking about her great uh, uh, sort of centre back um, from Spain. Uh, but now she now she left uh, to to Barcelona. They they currently defending uh, women's champion league Champions League winner. But in came Amanda Ilested, Swedish uh, player from uh, Bayern München, um, Elisa de Almeida, and then like already me- mentioned Estel Cascarino, uh, who can play sort of more positions. Of, of actually, well. It's arguable whether Elisa Almeida did a great job playing uh, number six. She's also got other positions that she can play, but but uh, but but of course everybody can play maybe few different few different place uh, positions, whether better or, or worse. But I would say that the main one was Amanda Ilested, uh, uh, silver medalist uh, from the Olympic Games from this summer. Um, how 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 are we viewing that? Uh, is that a big? Is that sort of like how close to the how close they are in in terms of of of, of ability, talent, and, and and quality? Do you want to start? Maybe Alfonso, you can start this time. Okay, I think for me, I think what what makes it easier for her is the fact that you know, because my concern was like, okay, you've got to replace Paredes, and you're not just talking someone's physical ability. I mean, you're talking her leadership. That's the one thing that I loved about her is, you know, Captain Lash is, you know, she did a great job of not only leading the back line, but, you know, in general, leading that team. You know, lo and behold, Elena Dudek has stepped up, and it's almost like you'd never know, you know, that if you didn't know Paredes was, was captain or led the back line last year, and you saw this team play for the first time this year, you'd figure that Dudek had been doing it from day one. So between Dudek stepping up and Ashley Lawrence doing the same thing, and, and, and it seems so natural, so it doesn't even seem like they're stepping up. It just seems like something that's natural for them. It's made Illustat's ability to focus on their game and learn the system and the players that much easier. So, you know, I wasn't sure what type of central defender she was. I figured she's playing for Sweden, so I'm like, she's definitely good. <laughs> um, and she got a silver medal. But, you know, she's had a chance to really, you know, kind of take her time and not get rushed into a situation where she's struggling. And she's had a moment where I'm like, I think she has struggled a little bit, but I'm like, that's that's expected with a new team and especially that situation. But 
those issues have been far and few between from what I've seen. Absolutely. What about you, Wale? How, 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 did you, how, how do you see Amanda Ilested and, and some of the other, other um, centre-back options uh, in comparison to Irene Paredes? Um, personally, I think Paredes is uh, easy, top three uh, central back in the world. Um, so I, I yeah, that, that's just my take, right? You don't have to agree with me, uh, but I, I think it is top three. I don't think I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we can okay, hear you. Great. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I mean, I think I think Amanda has some work to do, though I like her. I think there's a lot of potential there. Obviously, um like like you're saying, she's she's Swedish. Uh Sweden tends to have some really good defenders. Um, it's just that the French league is so um athletic it's just so even Irene herself when she arrived in in France she said it's so different from Spain because like you like players are just so strong here and I think uh, Amanda just has to get used to that that uh physicality I would say um and if she's able to do that then she's going to be great alongside the deck I, I think that should be our um starting pair um but Amanda does have some improvement to do. I mean, Dudek did as well, you know, and now she's she's uh, the, the leader of that back line. Um, so I think Amanda can get there. As far as um, Estelle and Delmeida, I think they're great for rotation. But personally, I don't know if they, if they have it in them to be starters for this team. Um, but, but we will see. I think that's great for our defenders because they have so much competition within the team. So, um, so that's a good thing for sure. I think that's one of those things that, that what probably actually happened is that, um, Dudek, uh, was the Paredes replacement and then, uh, Ilested and, and the others were brought in maybe to, to take the place of, of, of Dudek because he kind of, it was like one of those Diego Silva Marquinhos kind of situations from, from the from the men's side there's a few more other players uh. still, still still that we could we, we could we could go through um but let me may, perhaps we don't have to go through quite all of them but one of the things is that like legendary and and alfonso you said you met her for miga of course uh from from the from the midfield left and in came uh as a replacements aminata diallo and kira hamrai of course there's been a lot of uh, you know this has been the kind of like the most gossipy part of the Hollywood FC that PSG sometimes is a terrible situation was uh, that they, they were in a car and they were um, the Hamrai was was attacked and then Diallo was uh, was uh, you know uh, suspected and, <laughs> and she was held yeah. I think a couple of days which you know in a police custody which must have been pretty pretty awful they are they are both you know kind of I don't know if they're kind of your traditional number six players uh, in the, the defensive midfield but but nevertheless they are there and 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 this has been quite a difficult situation now that that those players especially I mean not the Diallo who I think is is really great um hasn't really been in use this uh this autumn how how, how are we feeling about this uh this uh, defensive midfield situation how is actually go first, oh, oh go ahead no it's either way yeah, you, you go out. <laughs> 
Oh, no, I was saying, what, what, you know, I've thought about this a lot. And what I was more impressed with was how well, because this also happened right around just before the Lyon match. It's like you couldn't have asked for, pardon my language, shittier timing for it to happen. Um, and, and aside from the Lyon match where, you know, that result didn't surprise me at all. It's like you, you're going to play them. You need to you need to come ready. And if you're missing anyone, you know, that result is bound to happen. And that can go, you know, that can go the other way if Lyon were in that situation. Having said that, despite going through that situation where it's like I was really worried about the team mentally, it's like after that match, they didn't miss a beat. You know, they moved on to the Champions League match. I think Real Madrid was next. Um, the next match after that. It wasn't they between beat them. those two Real Madrid matches, yeah. Not only did they beat Real Madrid, but remember the Real Madrid match in Paris, they didn't give them a shot on goal. Um, and, you know, one of the people that really impressed me who stepped up was Leah Khalifi. You know, she, mm. she got her opportunity in, and... She's had some bumps here and there, but I'm like, for the most part, I'm like, she's handled it really well. And that impressed, I mean, I'm still blown away by that because not many teams, men's or women's, you, you know, you would expect them to react that way. What did you think, Philem? Uh No, I agree with you. I think, um, I think Leah has been a pleasing surprise. Uh, I have to say, I didn't think I trust her very much at the beginning of the season, but then, uh, now that she's had time to play, I think she's proven herself that, that she can step up to the plate. And I love that, of course. She scores some really nice goals as well. And then we also have uh, Luana coming back from injury, who is supposed to be our starter. Of, of course, course, she's been out yeah. for so long. <laughs> yeah, she's been out for so long because of her injury, but she's uh, finally back. So uh, I think I'm just really, really hoping for her sake and our sake that that she gets back to her uh, level because she was doing so well, so well before her injury it was really heartbreaking to see how she got injured. Absolutely, I think that's I think that's very much fair thing to say. Luana is definitely uh, one of those people now. She's come back. Uh, I think she was she was playing at least. Just one match, scoring one goal from the penalty penalty spot, and and it was all good. We are a little bit uh, short of time, so we kind of have to go um, a few things a little bit quicker. So basically, women's Champions League, the group stage is a new format. The group stage is done. PSG, the only team not to concede any goals, the uh, one of the two teams together with Barcelona, not to lose or any matches uh, to drop any or, or or to drop any points. I guess Lyon was. Uh, no, Leon did. They, they did lose. Nevertheless, uh, so PSG is going uh, into uh, into the um, uh, women's Champions League knockouts from a quite a good position. But of course, they got the as as it is very PSG thing to happen. They got the the worst possible draw again. Uh, uh, Bayern Munchen not an easy one. Definitely, I think by far the best out of the. Um, out of the the, the second placed uh, group uh, teams from from other groups or or from any group, and uh, and 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 not an easy one. They won against uh, Lyon, like I said, uh, in in the group. They won the same group, and then um, you know if 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 then PSG will win uh, against Bayern München, then they will be playing against the winner of Lyon Juventus matchup. So. Um, you know anything can happen in the world, but 
that is likely to be Lyon. But there's a lot right. uh, before uh, before that that needs to happen because PSG still has to play Bayern München. How, how how are you viewing that, Vale? How do you feel our chances are against uh, the Bayern München? I think it's 50-50. Um, I think it could go either way. Um, Bayern, they have been so good. I mean, they did beat Leon during the uh, uh, group stage, 1-0. Uh, and then the other um, match was 2-1 to to Leon, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they're a very strong side. And um, I think we can beat them. But as much as I believe that we can beat them, I believe they can beat us. Of course, as a PSG fan, I have all the faith in the girls. Um, but it could go either way. And, and they just won their league also last season. Um, the, this season they have, uh, I think they they lost uh, one game and drew two, something like that. So they, they haven't had a perfect season so far uh, in Germany. Um, but still, they did beat Lyon, which means they have everything in them to beat us as well. Um, but I, I just hope that, that we step up and, and beat them, obviously. Alfonso, how are you feeling? Almost verbatim, almost the same. Um, I actually thought Byron was one of the few teams that could beat Lyon aside from PSG. Um, so when they beat them, it wasn't as big a shock or surprise. I didn't, I mean, it was, it, it didn't shock. It was like, they, they can do that. I think it's also 50-50 with us against them. Um, I think we're a, a funky matchup for Byron because we've got so many options all over the place. So I think it makes it difficult for them to try to figure out how to play us. Um, mm -hmm. But having said that, Byron is still just a real, this is a really good Byron team. And, um, you know, I could see this tie going either way. This is definitely, in my opinion, the toughest tie out of all of them. Um, right. And I think, you know, I, I'm confident that whoever gets through this tie has a really good shot of winning it all. Absolutely. I really agree. And I think that, I, I really think so. Uh, and, and, and of course, um, then uh, Barcelona is uh, playing against uh, Real Madrid, which is the easiest, uh, I would say easiest of the team. And Wolfsburg and Arsenal are also there. And like I said, Juventus and uh, Lyon. Uh, so those are the, those are the, uh, eight remaining uh, teams that are that are left, and 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 you know it's going to be a tough uh, it's going to be a tough um, spring, but let's hope that we can uh, turn that into a into good results. Uh, I had a couple of uh, you know different things that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk a little bit about our striker options, Katoto, Haitema. They're very kind of like a one is very cold, uh, you know, uh, clinical number nine, probably probably in my opinion one of the best, if not the best, in the world currently. And the other one, of course, is a very promising. Promising player who scored a lot of goals, but also a big sort of like a marketing <laughs> project in that sense. That is in a, you know left, right, and center of all the club, you know, communications and marketing and and all that. And it kind of seems as is um, is um, you know, the most central player from the women's team almost. Um, how are you guys? Uh, we don't have a lot of time. But maybe this is the last thing that we can we can we can talk about. How are you guys viewing uh, you know that situation? Is is there a competition or is it just uh, on on paper? I personally, I don't think 
there is much competition. I think Katoto, I mean, she's Katoto. Um, sometimes I, I do feel bad maybe, I don't know how to say this, but I, I sometimes I felt like Katoto, um, even though she's so good, she might get intimidated by big games. And, and I mean, that can happen to players. And again, she's, she's, she's so young. But still, um, I don't think Idama is um, is near her level, um, even though she is good. Idama is good, but Katoto is just like a generational talent in, in my in my head. And the only thing she has to work on is um, her confidence during big games. And even then, she's been the one to win us uh, games against Leon. Uh, but then sometimes mm -hmm. you can kind of ghost. Um, but still, she's one of the best in the world. Okay, and, and wow. Alfonso, are we going to get a dis disagreement from you? I, I fully agree. No, I was going to say, wow, because you almost, it, it almost like, you sound like me when I think of Katoto. It's, there are times I watch her and I'm like, what's going on there? It's like, this isn't an ability issue. I'm like, mm -hmm. is this a confidence issue or is this, it's like, there's times where she takes herself out of games. Um, I, and it's frustrating because you can see how good she is. And then when she turns yeah. it on, it's like you stop her. In terms of um, Wittema, you know, the thing is the upside, because she's only 20 and she's been at the club mm -hmm. next week will be her third year at PSG. And for her, I'm like, she's just got to play. Um, the games that she's played, you know, you're starting to see her really come into her own. But she's got to get more playing time. And um, one of the things I will point out before we go is this women's team has scored a lot of goals off of headers this year. I've got to mm -hmm. look up the number, and maybe we can discuss this in another call, but they've scored a lot of goals off of headers. And it's, it's just one of the things that's really fascinating for me to see. I don't think I've seen it. a women's team score this many goals a long time off of headers since maybe Lyon a few years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, we need to we need to players, save. Uh, what's that? Oh no no no! I think I just said we got some tall players <laughs> scoring off headers. Yes yes yes. Absolutely absolutely. <laughs> this is true. We ha we have a lot of stuff that we can we can save for the next uh, next episode. Uh, uh, you know, if there should be should be one like that. But thank you so much for joining us, Wale and Alfonso. Uh, you can tell us, you know, how how people can find you. Do you wanna? Um, we we are you have to stop pretty much now. But uh, from Twitter, from wherever, whatever you wanna, you know, promote. Uh, then let's hear it. Wale, you wanna go first? Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Sosi Bullet, so S A U C Y B O U L E T T E, um, and I'll probably follow back. So <laughs> there you go. Is that is that that is a is that a tribute to uh, Lore Bullet? To Lore Bullet, absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And 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 Alfonso, how about you? Of course, um, PSG Club Chicago. So absolutely, on Twitter, yes, of course. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, smoke signals, so that's where we're at. Everything, 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course, so Alfonso is, uh, is, is, is there in uh, PhD fan club in Chicago. So if you are in that area, you can kind of get in touch with him about various, various events that they might organize or whatever activi- activities they have. And I am coordinating the PSG fan club here in Helsinki in Finland uh, at PSG. Hel- uh, Finland. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which one it is? It's at PSG Helsinki. I changed that uh, recently. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at PSG Helsinki. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, for having, uh, you know, been listening today and, and, and or watching this episode of PSG talking a little bit different, a uh, li- little bit different um, subject matter this time. We're talking about women's football and it is really a also a very interesting and exciting um team that we have so i i really uh i want to encourage everybody who is possibly a little bit interested and so on and so forth especially now that the champions league is free on youtube uh watch those matches and and support uh psg women's team you know in the same way as we all support psg thank you very much for uh joining us tonight and um talk to you next time cheers thank you Bye-bye. Bye.